the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It is Wednesday. That means we're middle of the weekday, and um, I'm going on vacation tomorrow day. That's that's what we're looking at right now. Jealous. And uh, Ken Yang is here. He's coming today, and he'll be here with you tomorrow as well uh, to talk with you. And uh, he's one of my fill-ins. He'll fill in uh, this week, and I'm trying to think he'll be filling in next week and the week after. after. Yep. Got three weeks that he's got to come in and and do this insanity. Yeah, not, you, not the entire. You'll just week. you'll just be getting <laughs> you'll just be getting really used to it. It's you know it, sitting on this side it seems easy, and then sitting on the other side when I did so last month I was like, mm, okay, now I get some of the <laughs> some of the other stuff that's not as easy. Yeah, there's stuff that you got to do. People don't don't see it happen. Yep, that's just the way it is. But anyway, we've got several things to talk about. The uh, Attorney General will join me at a quarter till uh, uh, 7 o'clock. Uh, we're going to talk about mask mandates with her. We're going to talk about education with her. And um, we'll talk about other things with her in, in uh, the time that we'll have a lot to speak with her. So uh, we'll be doing that uh, a little later on this hour. Next hour... Uh, Congressman Hill in the first half hour, Congressman Westerman in the second half hour. They'll both be with us uh, as well, as they'll be with Ken in the coming weeks as well. I'll let everybody know that Ken's going to be filling in, and they have no problem with that there. They like you, Ken. Well, they do. You can do. You can do a Sally Fields right here on the air. <laughs> they like me. They really like me. Yeah, it's uh, – it is, it is a Wednesday, so let, let's talk about some of the things that are out there right now. The president was out visiting uh, the Northeast uh, yesterday for Ida and talking about all the people that had died. And uh, don't you know, it's all about global warming. Air, I counted in his speech that he gave there. He mentioned it 12 times. 12 times. And and don't think that the Democrats don't have a uh, a narrative because AOC mentioned global warming several times because she was out, as was Schumer, as was the vice president. I mean, it's all global warming. Then a lady um, came out and talked to the press and said, no, we've had – Every time we've had rain, hard rain here, we've had these kinds of floods. Not ones that kill 50-something people, but it floods all the time. It's the infrastructure here. 
which the Democrats have been holding up for years. Yeah. So, you know, this whole the whole global warming thing makes me want to laugh. I mean, I, I just sat there and was watching the videos that they were showing, and it's very obvious to see that they don't have you know storm sewer, uh, you know yeah. sewers and things well, of that it, nature it, well, that they it's need marketing you know you you say global warming and you know of course they say climate change mm. and of course climate change is so ambiguous i forgot about that yeah climate change is so ambiguous cuz the uh, global warming was disproven uh you know the whole remember the holes in the ozone layer and then oh all of a sudden oh my goodness the they they healed themselves they healed my yeah yeah and uh then it was global warming and then something else and now it's you know, they got to find a broad uh term so that anytime something changes when science changes to not fit their narrative they can say well you know we meant it's this. climate change it's climate change yeah, yeah. yeah. well weather changes every day yep. so that's that covers just about everything doesn't yeah. it I mean, uh, but also you know i i'm a history major so i'm a firm believer that history permeates everything so even with weather uh if you just read a little history you'll see climate change all throughout history and understanding the patterns of weather uh whether you know and and other things but uh um, you know, hopefully we have enough Republicans and conservatives to push back on this narrative. You know, I'm surprised he didn't, uh, you know, because when, when hurricanes happened under Trump, it was somehow Trump's fault. It was no longer global warming. Right. Fault. It was somehow, you know, Trump's fault. But <clears throat> now we're back to global warming and that President Trump's no longer the current it's president. It's crazy. And what is what's uh, Biden's favorite term? Hold on a second. Let me cough here. Thank you. It's an existential threat. That means that it's a real threat. That's basically the same. Even say that word, but uh, <laughs> now it's an existential. Well, because you know what? The day before, he was up uh, in the Northeast, giving you know, handing out uh, lunches and things of that sort to the workers, uh, and you know, no masks, hugging, no social distancing, uh, yet. And they also continue down that path of narr- that narrative of social distancing and mask up and uh, and all and all those things. Yeah, I mean it just it really is crazy. So uh, Biden also got heckled yesterday. Did you see the video of this? Mm, oh yeah, video. he got heckled unmercifully yesterday. And uh, here's what he said: President Joe Biden addressing hecklers who shouted at him shouted at him about his chaotic withdrawal from Afghanistan, claiming that they don't actually live in the area uh, because they don't actually live in the area. He was touring and suggesting that they were upset about his climate change position. No, Joe, they were talking about Afghanistan when they were yelling at you. After Senate Majority Leader Schumer introduced Biden as the man who will, quote, lead us out of darkness in this present moment, uh, the president began his remarks in New York City by saying he received a warm reception in the area that he had been touring. None of them were shouting or complaining, Biden said. Every one of them were thanking me as if it was something special and I that I was here. Earlier in the day, Biden was heckled by protesters on the other side of a fence where he toured storm-damaged New Jersey with several people 
castigating him for his handling of the Afghanistan withdrawal. Quote, my country is going to blank and you're allowing it, one woman yelled off from Cameron. That's according to C-SPAN's footage uh, of the encounter. And I'm an immigrant and I'm proud of this country. I'd give my life for this country. You guys should be ashamed of yourself. All of this for an effing photo op one man scoffed at the camera? You ain't going to do blank. All right. And then uh, later in the same Queen's speech, Biden acknowledged that he was heckled, but claimed that those hecklers don't actually live in the area and were upset about his position on climate change. Well, the, you know, he's the president of the United States, so he ain't torn in a state like a state rep or state senator where you're like, oh, you're not my constituent. Everyone is his constituent. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I, I, I don't know. I think he lives under a rock and then he's and then when he comes out he's given sheets they, of paper yeah, when they get rid of ready to take him somewhere they brief him on yeah. what they want him to and say I, don't, I i just i don't i think he's clueless of where where he's going what he's doing what he's saying um you know at this point he he can't even call on the right people that they've given him a list to call on <laughs> that's how bad it is yeah He went on to say, the people who stand on the other side of the fences who don't live there, who are yelling that we're interfering with free enterprise by doing something about climate change, they don't live there, Biden said. They don't understand. Climate change, according to Democrats, is destroying everything about America. So it shouldn't matter whether they live there or not. It's still affecting them. Uh, the president invoked climate change multiple times in his speech, as I mentioned to you just a moment ago, and said that the scientific community has issued a code red uh, and concluded that climate change is, his famous word here, existential threat to the United States. The nation and the world are in peril, Biden said. That's not hyperbole. That is a fact. At the conclusion of the speech, Schumer pointed out a child on a nearby ledge with an American flag, and Biden joked with the child by saying, don't jump, after telling him that America's diversity is what gets the country through tragic national disasters. <laughs> you got you to gotta laugh. I just don't want to cry. Uh, it's there was no one happier about Hurricane Ida than Joe Biden and his administration. I got people's attention off of Afghanistan, yeah. Yeah. and uh, just think if his response time to Hurricane Ida versus his response time to our soldiers dying in Afghanistan, Americans dying yeah. in Af- Afghanistan, and the Americans that are still there yeah. that the State Department says we don't. Hey, don't look at us. We can't help you to get out of that yeah. place. You know, maybe maybe President Trump was right when he mentioned countries like that. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, it, it should be if the people love, I go back to you ignored the tweets and all this other stuff that the left wing media likes to talk about. But people loved President Trump because it was America first. Yep. Yeah, and, and and I think that's the way Americans think. Yes. 
to be honest with you. We're the greatest country in the world. Well, yeah. shouldn't we be first? Wow. You got a lot of people on the <laughs> left that don't like you right now. I'm yeah. just telling you. You know, there's more buyers out there for homes right now than there are homes on the market, and historically low interest rates make it a good time to sell your home and then buy more home. Uh, Lou and Diane had accepted a job offer in another state, needed to sell their cabin home quickly. They had heard about Dustin on my show, and they reached out to him after uh, meeting Dustin and hearing his strategic marketing plan. They canceled all the meetings with all the other agents, and, and you'll do the same, all right? You, you call you call Dustin, make a make time for him to come out to your house, sit down and talk, walk around your house, let him tell you what you got to do, how to sell the house, and you'll, you'll, you'll be saying, yeah, this is the guy. Uh, they trusted Dustin to get the job done, and once the home was listed, they accepted an offer for $5,000 over the asking price. Now, they could uh, move and have more money in their pocket than they expected, and that's the power of uh, Dustin Turner and the way that he does it uh, with his marketing to get your house in front of a lot more people, a lot more eyes, so that they fall in love with your house, they come out and look at it, and they go, I got to have it. And maybe, uh, you know, a bidding war ensues because of it. That always helps you. All you have to do is call Dustin Turner at 501-952-2969 or go online to hometeamsoldit.com and uh, or you can Google him at Dustin Turner, the home team. All kinds of ways of getting a hold of him and then he'll lead you out of the wilderness, so to speak, and hopefully sell your home for a whole lot more money than you thought you would ever get for it. All right, Dr. Fauci is in the news again, and not it's not in a good way. Uh, the has Senator it, Rand Paul took him to task here yesterday. Go ahead. Has any news about Dr. Fauci ever been good? Well, I guess some. Uh, he allegedly lied about the uh, NIH, that's the National Institute of Health, funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab during Tuesday's episode of Hannity. Senator Paul, I'm just going to read right from the transcript. It's a felony punishable by five years in jail. We've referred it to the Department of Justice. I don't think Biden's Department of Justice will do anything with it, but yes, it is very dangerous to have public officials who we need to have trust in coming and lying to us. But he has lied dozens of times. Usually, he tells us that it's for our own good, but yes, he has dissembled, he has obfuscated. There's other nicer words, but he has definitely lied to the, uh, yeah, disingenuous is one of the words they use instead of lying. But he has definitely lied to the American public And he should be held responsible, but not just that. The judgment that we should continue to fund this lab and that the virus in all likelihood came from the lab, I think it's such incredibly poor judgment that he should be immediately removed. So uh, there's a lot of uh, faxes that came to light just the last few weeks. That uh, shows beyond a shadow of a doubt what what the senator is talking about is uh, true. And uh, 
that he should be he should be brought up before the American public and fired. Period. Be done with him. But uh, they haven't done it yet. So what can I tell you? It is what it is. The way they do it. And I think the public doesn't really, you know, you get into the weeds a little bit where they understand, you know, gain of function and why it's so bad, you know. And so, you know, in layman's terms for your listeners, it's research on viruses uh, or, you know, things in that realm uh, and mutating them to make them more virulent or to make them uh, transmissible to human beings. I mean, think about that for a moment. Funding. Uh, uh, research on basically chemical warfare. Yeah. I mean, that's what it means when they talk about gain of function Yeah, is how can you make it so you can put it out against your enemy and yeah. infect them with it. Yeah. And we're doing this in a lab in a country who dislikes us, hates us, everything that we stand for. You know why he did it in China? Because it's illegal in the United That's States. Right. We can't do it. Don't think the Chinese aren't doing it. No. Better better pay attention. Just saying. Did you see who the Taliban says their friend is now? They're not. China. <sighs> they named it China as their, their closest ally. That's that's not good news, folks. No. It's not, it's not good news. I'm just... This president, he's changing the world as we know it for sure. There's no doubt of it. I mean, his his former boss did it. Now he's out to do it. Kilmeade over at Fox got all over uh, uh, Fauci as well. He was on uh, Tucker Carlson last night. He blasted the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases chief Dr. Fauci after a new report from The Intercept revealed U.S. tax dollars were used to back bat uh, coronavirus research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. After reviewing the internal NIH documents published today by The Intercept, one molecular biologist, Alina Chan, made this assessment. Quote, in this proposal, they actually point out that they know how risky this work is They keep talking about people potentially getting bitten, and they uh, kept records of everyone who got bitten, Chan said. Does EcoHealth have those records? And if not, how can they possibly rule out a research-related accident? Some of this is dangerous research, according to Richard Ebright, and was occurring in facilities that have the same safety precautions as your average dentist's office and now appears that tony fauci was lying under oath according to ebright quote the documents make it clear that the assertions by the nih director francis collins and the niaid director anthony fauci that the nih did not support gain of function research of potential pandemic pathogen enhancement at the wuhan institute of virology are untruthful Let's see if we can get to the bottom of this. I don't guarantee that we will. There's a lot of people running, you know, uh, blocking for uh, Fauci. Mm. You know, they really are. They're running. I don't know why 
I don't know if he's got pictures of them with goats or what, <laughs> but the bottom line, they're not they're not doing their job and and going after this guy. He's 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 done dangerous things. He's made money off of this, and uh, that in itself should bring a lot of people uh, to the table to figure out what's going on. But it just came out the other day. Remember that uh, Congress passed a law a few years back about how senators and um, congressmen we're not supposed to make money off the stock market. Do you remember that, Ken? Yep. yep. It's going on like crazy still. Yeah. They're still course. making money off of it. That's how, to be honest, you look at the, what's his name, uh, that is the president's uh, uh, front man dealing with uh, all of the uh, global warming or yeah. climate best, change. Uh, uh, What's his name? Uh, the guy from Massachusetts that likes to windsurf that looks like a real idiot when he's out there doing it. Kerry. Kerry, that's how he makes most of his money. It's, uh, you know, if you if you want real insider trading, uh, go to D.C., become a congressman. That's become right. A you, you hear stuff that nobody else hears months before it comes. So time to buy the stock while it's low. Yep. So you can make a whole lot of money from that stock when you sell it. Oh, that company is about to go bankrupt in a week. All right. Here's the news. Well, if you got questions about uh, filing for Social Security, the best kind of information I can give you is to pick up the booklet, Your Guide to Social Security from David Lucas Financial. 27 pages long, outlines what you need to know. It can help you get even more income when you finally do file for Social Security. If you're within five years of filing, get this free booklet just calling now, 501-222-3315. As a bonus, you're going to receive a free customized Social Security analysis, which is almost worth $1,000, and will help you pinpoint the optimal time to wring every nickel out of your benefits. Now, to get this booklet, again, just pick up the phone and call 501-222-3315. You can call right now. Just leave the information on the answering machine, and they'll get back to you take good care of you. That's 501-222-3315. Got 24 minutes until 7 o'clock. Uh, the AG is going to be on with us coming up here in a few moments, about uh, about a quarter till. And I uh, want to talk to her about mask mandates. want to talk to her about uh, education. That's an important thing that we want to we want to touch base with her on. And uh, there's, you know, what are some of the other things that are out there that she thinks that, you know, Arkansans are very, very interested in is uh, in about all of that. So uh, Leslie Rutledge coming up at a quarter till here on the uh, the Dave Ellswick show. I'm just looking here real quickly. Well, while you're looking, we had news, and uh, you always ask me about news in Sullivan County. We're yeah, what's going on? Sullivan County. Uh, last night, uh, the one of the subcommittees of the quorum court heard the pro-life resolution to make uh, Sullivan County the fifth county in the state to become a pro-life county. And it passed out of committee, so it'll go to the full quorum court on the on the twentieth. Uh, there should be it, was, it passed unanimously, uh, so there should be no uh, uh, issue on the twentieth. Um, 
I don't think I've ever seen that many people at a quorum court meeting. Really? I mean, it, the place was just packed. Good. Um, probably 90% conservatives, Republicans, and about 10% Democrats, and Democrats were angry, but you're not going to win in Saline County. This isn't Washington County. Um, <clears throat> and so very proud of our JPs there. And then, uh, you know, for your listeners, uh, you know, the American Rescue Plan with the millions of dollars your cities and counties are getting. Yep. They're going to start dispersing that. So in Saline County, they we're getting $23.7 million Woo, to decide. That's a lot of uh, greenbacks. Yeah. So the Corn Court gets to decide on what projects to, to fund uh, or deny by twenty end of 2024. And that's with every county and every city is getting a part of all of this these billions of dollars. Uh, and so, you know, make sure you know where that money's going to. You know, the the counties and cities have the ability to say, no, I don't want this money, but none of them are going to. Um, so make sure you, you get engaged and know what your county. Ask, ask your JPs or city council, what, what are we spending the millions of dollars our county is getting? Yeah, that's a good idea to know where the money is going to. And as I've listened to uh, different pe- uh, people talk about it, no one seems to know where they're going to no. spend that money. At. No, and the federal rules keep changing for the money. Uh, you know, they they have interim final rules right now, <laughs> uh, and so you're trying to disperse money with rules and regulations that aren't that aren't even finalized yet. So it's a dangerous thing because if you don't know how to do finances federally and within the county, and they change the rules, you might be going to court or getting audited. Now, I wonder what the mayor of uh, Little Rock is thinking about doing with all that money. It wouldn't be thinking about spending some money on the zoo so he doesn't have to raise taxes. Do you think that that might cross his mind? Probably not, because the the top thing about the money is revenue loss. You spend the spend the money, and that's what it's meant for is revenue loss. So you have anything left over, you do some infrastructure stuff, such so as broadband, yeah. which was a big issue during uh, COVID. Uh, but of course not. Uh, you think uh, he'd worry about crime? No, I don't understand why no one talks and about Little the Rock, crime. You know, Little Rock's getting to be like the southwest side of Chicago. Literally, I, and I hate to say this, it is going to take someone who's imp- important, quote-unquote important in Little Rock, and something bad happened to one of their children or their spouses before we even look at the look, crime. Dad hasn't even changed things. I, I remember a few years back when this was beginning to build. Mm-hmm. Remember that little girl that was sleeping in her bed and was shot dead? Yeah. No. Nothing happened. No. Nothing happened. She's just a little girl that... They so believe... Like, living on the south side of the city. They can Who build cares? pretty buildings, and and somehow the crime will disappear if we make our city look look pretty. If we all just sing Kumbaya together, yeah. Ken. No. It's going it's a cancer and that's why cities and counties like Conway and Faulkner, Benton Bryant, Saline, uh, Lone Oak, the the counties Cabot. and cities, Cabot, surrounding uh Pulaski aren't happy because they're seeing that cancer starting to it bleed. It starts to bleed over into yeah. their area. That's right. That's exactly right. You're not wrong on that. You are exactly right. Uh, by the way, uh, again, the uh, AG is going to be with us at a quarter till. Uh, I told you mask mandates, something we would talk about. Uh, education, we're going to talk about. We'll talk about school choice. There's a school choice case that we'll talk about. 
and we'll talk about critical race theory as well all that's coming your way yet here on the dave ellswick show so keep uh, that in mind don't forget about pat davis pat davis wants you to know it's getting to be that time when you gotta pick your insurance company well if you gotta pick an insurance company pick well my friend and uh, to do that you want to go with somebody who can help you out with that and uh, the way you do that is by doing this you make sure that you talk to pat davis because he does it a different way he'll save you 30 to 50 percent he'll figure out a way to help you as a self-employed individual there'll be no co-pays to pay to find out how he does it you need to call him and talk to him about it 501-606-6935 now talk to pat he says a lot of you are calling and a lot of you are saving so uh 501-606-6935 or online it's your health plan man dot com all right we continue on here on the dave ellswick show We've got about 15 minutes left here in this hour joining us is the attorney general leslie rutledge and leslie how you doing today well good morning good morning dave always a pleasure to be on with you even early this morning like this yeah you don't mind getting up early to talk to me Dave, I've been up for a couple of hours, so <laughs> you don't have to. We don't have to go on the air a lot sooner than six forty-five to, to beat me. I'm I'm the early bird that gets the worm, my friend. All right. Well, let, let's start off about something that has been something of a, of a problem across the state, and this is the whole thing about mandatory mask mandates. Your thoughts on that, and and how things are working out. Well, Dave, from the onset, I was opposed to a mask mandate. I was uh, very frustrated last summer when the governor uh, implemented a statewide mandate. Uh, we did, you know, because I had been out traveling around the state, and in you know some parts of the state, uh, people were uh, voluntarily wearing masks. Other parts, particularly our more rural parts of Arkansas, uh, they were not wearing masks uh, because you know the interaction with with folks. And so, I had always been against it the mask mandate. Now we're seeing uh, this discussion take place with regard to our, our schools and um, yeah, the judge here in Little Rock has unfortunately put a, a hold on Act 10,000 or 10,000, Act 1002, uh, which is the uh, prohibition on mask mandates. I have put a notice of appeal. We've got a court date coming up, I believe in October. Uh, you know, this is a case where uh, the defendant's or had been uh, state of Arkansas, the General Assembly, and the governor. And the governor chose to hire his own counsel because uh, Governor Hutchinson decided that he changed his mind on that law that he had signed into place. And I, you know, I'm representing the state of Arkansas and wholeheartedly defending that law. All right, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, as a person, I've lost four people over the last year uh, to COVID in my own family my direct family, and I can say that I've, ha- I've had the jab, so to speak, but uh, I don't expect, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I don't think that uh, other people need to get it unless they want to have it, and if you don't want to wear a mask, that's up to you. I mean, I'll be honest. My scientific evidence tells me they don't do any good anyway. I've had Dr. Yamauchi on here several times say those, those paper masks might as well not even be wearing anything. 
Well, Dave, like yourself, I too have had the the COVID vaccine. I encourage people to talk to their doctors, talk to their pharmacists about whether or not it's right for them to get the vaccine. I want to go on record. I have been on record, but just to be clear, I am not, uh, you know, or rather I am opposed to any mandatory vaccine. I am very frustrated with, um, you know, folks who are requiring vaccines. I think that we need to you know, have people talk to their doctors and pharmacists, make the right health care decisions for themselves. Uh, but I do encourage you to talk to your doctors and pharmacists and to get off Google uh, for your information. Uh, this tomorrow, or rather today, I will be uh, attending another funeral of someone I know who uh, lost their battle with COVID and who had not had the vaccine. And so, uh, so many Arkansans, I spoke at two funerals in a week's time, who uh, had lost their battle with COVID, who had not had the vaccine. So, again, I encourage you to talk to your doctors and pharmacists. But, again, it's about making the personal health decision. It's about personal responsibility and you having that conversation with your medical providers. I, I agree with you wholeheartedly about that. How about these fake vaccine cards? Are they starting to pop up seriously? Uh, they are, and we have seen where uh, individuals are just, you know, the old fake driver's license and fake Social Security cards. Well, now we're seeing fake vaccine cards, and we want people to know that uh, that you don't need to be fooled by a fake vaccine card. And, folks, if you are tempted to get a fake vaccine card, please don't do so, uh, that this is something that will uh, – it's deceptive, it's dishonest, so please do not – uh, fall prey to someone selling you a fake vaccine card or offering to get, send you a vaccine, proof of vaccine via the Internet. Uh, if you don't want to get the vaccine, that is your decision. But please do not um, try to print off a fake one because it can come with serious consequences. Is, is there any uh, penalty or crime committed if if you do get caught with a fake vaccine card? Well, I think it could be something, you know, if your employer, for example, requires the vaccine and you present a fake vaccine card, uh, that would probably cost you your job. I think if you I presented that to an employer and that, uh, you know, you were exposed or, or caused some sort of damage, then it might be. So I just want people to, again, um, be honest. I know that sounds crazy, but folks, be honest. <laughs> uh, be honest with yourself and be honest with everyone else. Let's just let's just go back to the basics. I'm I'm a common sense conservative Christian, and I think that honesty is important. I would agree with that as well. CRT, another area that has caused a huge amount of uh, conflict uh, in our culture. I, I just got something yesterday. It was sent to me. I I unsubscribed immediately, which was. Uh, Dave, you need to join us, and we need to tell everybody the truth about our racist past and all of the rest of the stuff that came there. And I just said unsubscribed. Uh, how bad? How bad is CRT as far as what the schools are? Is it is it making its way into our school system here in Arkansas? Well, speaking of dishonesty, yes, um, the teaching of critical race theory, uh, unfortunately, is you know, teaching our children to judge people based on skin color and sex, and it distorts and rewrites our history. And we need our students in Arkansas to reread our history and not have it rewritten for them. Uh, Critical race theory is 
rooted in a divisive neo-Marxist ideology. And I have issued an opinion as the attorney general that simply says that any form of racial segregation or scapegoating violates Title VI, the Equal Protection Clause, and Article II of the Arkansas Constitution. Uh, this, you know, we cannot have critical race theory taught in our schools. This is something I have pushed back on as the Attorney General. I've pushed back on not only in issuing this opinion, advising legislators and lawmakers in Arkansas, but also uh, pushing back against Joe Biden's administration uh, to the Department of Ed, who was uh, one of their grants that they were looking to put out through the U.S. Department of Education, uh, one of the requirements was a little, you know, side note and all the fine print, this is why reading the fine print is important, had a reference to teaching critical race theory. And because of the pushback that I and other attorneys general, that we specifically pushed back on the Biden administration promoting critical race theory, the Biden administration's Department of Ed pulled that back. So we've already had one big win on pulling back critical race theory, uh, we are not going to have that taught in Arkansas schools. As we move on in our con, our, uh, our conversation this morning, Texas kind of opened up a can of worms with this new uh, abortion bill that they passed. And then the Supreme Court said, hey, we're going to let it stand for right now. Uh, and the president of the United States is going crazy. All, all these, these different uh, uh, other people are going crazy i know that i just uh, sent a note back to lyft telling them that i would never use another lyft driver again after they said that they were going to make a one million dollar donation to planned parenthood and i said i i can't i can't stand for that and uh, i'll just uh, use somebody else uh, to, to, to ferry me around so to speak uh, are we going to join up with that are we going to make any kind of uh, changes here in the state with our laws I know that, that 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 goes to the legislature as well, but are you hearing their move towards that? Well, we were all uh, very encouraged by what we saw uh, from the Supreme Court uh, with regard to that Texas law. Uh, because of the laws that we have passed in Arkansas and I have wholeheartedly defended as the attorney general, uh, we are now the most pro-life state in the United States of America. Let me repeat that. Because of the work I've done as attorney general defending our laws, we are the most pro-life state in the United States of America. And so, yes, we've already been in contact with uh, legislators and others to make certain that when we go into this next legislative session, which, of course, won't be until uh, January of 2023, when I'm hopefully elected the next governor of the state of Arkansas, then we are going to be pushing for even stronger pro-life legislation. Does it bother you that the federal government is so sold out to the abortion rights people that they make the statement that they'll do anything to continue to make abortion legal. Well, it's certainly disheartening uh, to hear that from federal government because, uh, you know, we have seen uh, time and time again with the science that, and, you know, I wholeheartedly believe, again, as a Christian conservative, that life begins at conception and that, these innocent lives are precious and that we must defend them and protect life. Unfortunately, we have a federal government and Joe Biden. We had one in Barack Obama and federal government bureaucrats and employees that are sewn into the carpet of the federal government who do not believe in protecting the sanctity of life. And so uh, this sort of 
talk at the national level uh, is frustrating, but it's also something that reminds us that our work is cut out for us and that we've got to not be satisfied with being the most pro-life state in the United States of America and Arkansas, that we've got to ensure that every state around us is as pro-life as we are and that we continue to fight for the unborn. Well, I think you would agree with me. It goes to show elections have consequences yeah. and you got to turn out yeah. at the polls and you got to vote the way you want to see your your country yeah. be represented. I'll just add real quick, you know, as someone who's seen Leslie uh, uh, fight the attorney general and she's fought from day one. Oh, yeah. So, she's done so, a great job. So it wasn't, you know, like, oh, I decided to do this yesterday. From day one, she's defended all of our pro-life laws. She's defended the, our, you know, the, the, the safe act. Uh, that the legislature passed and she's she's not just defending them she's defending them with zeal and uh, just full force and you know because i'll pivot a little bit because you were mentioning about crt and things of that sort and i know you got a big big win for the city of arkansas on school choice and uh you just want to talk about that and tell 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 the listeners you know what a what a great decision that was well thanks for the opportunity yeah yes you know we did are defending the SAFE Act, which essentially is good common sense, but it's a gift humanitarian to protect uh, young children from medical life, sex, gender-changing medical procedures and medications uh, from allowing young adolescents to change their gender from male to female or female to male. And uh, this is a law that was... uh, led by Robin Lundstrom out of Northwest Arkansas that we um, worked with Representative Lundstrom on. We work with all of these legislators throughout the session. And we have plaintiffs in the case as young as nine years old. That's a nine-year-old child uh, trying to have his or her sex changed from male to female or female to male. Now tell me at nine years old whether or not you can make that decision. Also, we had, uh, as mentioned by Ken, we had a big win in school choice case out of mm-hmm. southeast arkansas now, i'm a big believer and i have been uh, that every child deserves to have a first class education regardless of their parents zip code or income that's why we were excited to have that school choice win in southwest arkansas uh, uh four students there four families there uh, again these are students that whose parents need as much, if not more, say so than local officials about how their child is going to be educated. And I have always fought for school choice. We've always fought for pro-life. And we have always fought for the innocent in Arkansas. All right. Leslie Rutledge was our special guest here in this segment. She'll go down in history in the Arkansas historical uh, talks about how great of an AG she's been. Leslie, thank you so much for your time here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thank you, Dave. Have a blessed day. All right. Bye-bye now. We got uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman next. move on here on a wednesday show we're waiting on congressman french hill to give us a call he's going to join us during this half hour 
and uh, see what he has to say about what's going on. I definitely want to ask him about this story that just broke early this morning, uh, that the Taliban now is saying that their good friends, the Chinese, uh, are going to be helping them uh, over in Afghanistan. That That's a concerning uh, statement, although I think most people that have been watching what's happening over there knew it was going to happen yeah. and it was going to, was going to occur. So, so Ken, do you, I, I feel like Lindsey Graham, Lindsey Graham said something and, and Congressman will be with you, get you involved in this, but Lindsey Graham said on the BBC over the weekend that in the foreseeable future, we would be back in Afghanistan fighting the Taliban. I said that from the word get go when, uh, uh, Biden started doing the crazy stuff that he did just now. So knowing that the Chinese now are getting their claws into into Afghanistan and all those precious metals that they have under the earth over there, uh, and that ISIS and ISIS six and I don't know what other you know monetary or uh, numerical uh, incantations they have over there uh, are going to uh, are going to be problems. I see them growing right back into the same thing they were before. Uh, we'll be back over there. You think that uh, that's a probably a, a a pretty good look at the future? Yeah, I mean, Biden came out yesterday and and uh, uh, said that uh, you know he's pretty sure that China will make a deal with the with the Taliban over there in uh, in Afghanistan, and, and it doesn't seem to bother him. No. no. Congressman, it doesn't seem to bother him. What's going on with that? Nothing bothers Uncle Joe. He doesn't seem to be bothered by record people coming across the border, record drugs flowing into the U.S., a catastrophe in Afghanistan, inflation stealing from everybody's wallet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just drifting through the presidency. That's your, Not a leader. Seems that Not well, you're right. And, of course, if we get a, a new leader in there, the vice president, and she can giggle her way through uh, the rest of her presidency if she would become president, right? Not confident. That's why I'm for uh, uh, Uncle Joe dragging through and beating him in 2024. Yeah. I I pray for him every night, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. I want him to stay right where he's at because I know the people who are standing right behind him, and that's and people better understand that, you know, the secession has Harris, and then it has the Speaker of the House. Now, Speaker of House doesn't get there because if Harris moves up to the presidency, then is it uh, is it the House and Senate together that de- decide who's going to be the vice president? They get to they get to pick uh, someone to be president, uh, vice president, to take. Kamala Harris's place. We we lived through that with uh, during the Nixon administration, so we know what that looks like. And look, if you think Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and and uh, the White House staff are going to nominate a centrist or a conservative, you're nuts. I mean, it'll be somebody even more liberal than the combination of Biden and Harris. And so this is what. I think we're all concerned about, which is why we're pushing back against uh, the bad legislative uh, policies. And look, the fight that we're taking as conservatives against the Biden agenda is working. Why? 
you've got Joe Manchin saying, well, maybe I'm not going to vote for the three and a half trillion or the one point one trillion infrastructure that's not really (laughs) roads and bridges. We've got uh, members of the House now writing Nancy Pelosi letters saying we're not going to vote for that. We want this. We want that. And she can only lose four votes in the House. And so by conservative voices being raised across this country in every state and every community, talking about the concerns over the misguided uh, uh, economy under Joe Biden that's producing record inflation, record deficits, uh, record spending that we don't need to recover, holding people back from work, uh, plus these international crises, Afghanistan along the Mexican border. Uh, This is having an effect, and I I think if we will all work together, we can beat back this uh, bad, bad economic policy. Well, I was talking to Dan, your your, uh, media man, and I told him I wanted to talk about Fauci because Rand Paul has set him on fire. And there are some different things that are coming out in uh, emails and in text messages that show that he has lied directly to to Congress. Senator Cotton has said that as well. Uh, how well is he protected up there? I mean, is there a possibility they're going to pull the plug on that guy? Yeah, I don't think. Look, he serves at the pleasure uh, of the president. He's had a long career, as we know, in this job. I mean, decades, decades for multiple presidents. And here he has really, I think, misled the American people on what happened in Wuhan, what potentially happened at the lab, what uh, America's role has been in research, which is why I co-sponsored legislation in the House to ban uh, any gain-of-function research funding by the federal government. I think Dr. Fauci has misled the American people in his testimony on that point. And look, it has to be considered plausible when you look at the facts and you look at the House Foreign Relations Study led by Mike McCall of Texas, from the very beginning, the concerns Senator Cotton expressed, President Trump expressed, many of us did, that it was at least plausible that this virus was a product, an escape from um, virology research at Wuhan. I don't think, I think it's highly plausible. And the Democrats spent the entire last year of the Trump presidency saying that was a hoax and not true and that it wasn't possible and it was an insane thing to say. And of course, I think the facts are coming out that there is that plausibility. And this is where I think Tony Fauci has a problem uh, with the Congress. Well, it's, it, uh, it's more than just a plausibility. I think it's a high plausibility because those, uh, Emails and those text messages talk about scientists uh, sustaining bat bites that were infected with this particular virus. And there's a good possibility one of them got infected by a bat bite. And uh, this is not good. Uh, it's not good. And all the, all the uh, you know, the, the, the smoke screen that the Chinese have thrown up about this is starting to fall apart. They're starting to look worse and worse about this. Yeah, I mean, this gain-of-function research, which no doubt was taking place there, is saying, how do we uh, identify a virus and then make it more infectious? Uh Well, I mean, that's frightening, right? Uh, And 
That's number one. Number two, when you look at the other SARS-type viruses, uh, Southeast Asia Respiratory Syndrome, SARS, or the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome, MERS, both those were these kind of viruses that jump from a bat to another animal into humans. That's true. I mean, that's what we've studied. That's what virology has been studying all these years to try to come up with ways to prevent this, prevent the spread, come up with a vaccine. And here's the deal. At their worst, those two massive spreads of human-to-human spread were maybe 10,000 people. And that's why virologists that have studied what happened in Wuhan disagree with Dr. Fauci, that they believe it's plausible, it's certainly possible that this was a function of the gain-and-function research at Wuhan, that it escaped inadvertently at that lab. And look, it's infected millions. It's never happened before like this, where you've had this kind of SARS-type virus. And so that's why I think biologists who are studying this and thinking about it are so concerned about what they've seen out of Wuhan. And this is why it's so disturbing that, once again, China places a cloak of confidentiality over their malign activities and incompetence over there. I think they bear a, a lot of responsibility here. And as you know, they've just stonewalled the WHO and others around the world for facts and answers. Yeah, Congressman Hill, you know, I, I, I put my, I would say I have a tiny tinfoil hat. So I put my tiny tinfoil hat on and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm wondering, you know, what other gain of function research or certain private industries or even the government funding uh, in different parts of the world and if there you know are any uh, ramifications for that or any bills or any auditing that'll be done to find out if this is happening elsewhere yeah ken i think there are i think you've seen that leadership from both house members and senate members on both sides of the aisle but particularly uh dr senator paul Rand paul in the senate and others in the energy and commerce committee and oversight committee in the house uh in the coronavirus oversight committee that jim clyburn from south carolina chairs all these are going to be forums where fauci is going to have to come defend this and others from NIH and from the Biden administration, because we have to get to the bottom, not only of COVID-19, but as you say, any additional health risk, global health risk that we have from this kind of, of research. When we come back, let's talk about some things you've got going on about, uh, you know, uh, Oxycontin and some other opioids that are out there. I'd like to talk to you about fentanyl, too. They had a big fentanyl bust that could have killed every person in the United States if it uh, had been administered. We can talk about that, and that has to do with that uh, that wall and uh, the way that we're protecting or not protecting the southern border. Our guest is Congressman French Hill. He'll be right back with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, if you just joined us, you got in the car, getting ready to head to work, uh, sitting in with us right now is Congressman French Hill. Congressman, you had a, a news conference about this. I'd like you to talk a little bit about it. And uh, this is a plan to introduce the Preventing Overdoses and Saving Lives Act. This is a bill that's going to create a grant program that will allow states and localities to conduct research on the opioid crisis, create a strategic plan on their response to the opioid crisis and implement 
co-prescribing in their jurisdictions. Why don't you clarify all that up and just normal speak and tell everybody what it's all about? You bet. Well, Dave, we, we lost 90,000 people to opioid overdose deaths last in 2020. And this has just been a pattern that's gone on for a decade, as all of us know. We've all lost family members uh, to addiction. We've lost young uh, people. I mean, my kids have lost friends before they graduated from high school. That didn't happen in my childhood. And so this tragedy has affected so many of our uh, our um, families. So Arkansas is one of 14 states that passed a co-prescribing law in the legislature last year, and I was inspired by that action, and I'm proposing that we do it nationally. What it does is if you get an opioid prescription for post-surgery or chronic pain management or maybe even a drug you're taking to get off addiction, this bill would ask that you be co-prescribed Narcan, in other words, uh, a antidote to an overdose. Just this year in Arkansas, about a thousand people's lives have been saved because we have Narcan on ambulances, in police stations, at universities, all over our uh, state, and it's saving lives. And we have so many people that have an inadvertent overdose on opioids or uh, someone who uh, just gets uh, hooked and can't get disconnected from the massive addiction of these drugs. So I believe this co-prescribing bill will really help doctors and patients uh, use uh, opiates safely. It encourages, of course, doctors to do uh, pain management through drug therapy that's not as addictive as some opiates. Um, And the strategic plan, I think, will have Director uh, Kirk Lane and others working in the state in public health uh, help reduce uh, so many of the challenges we have here in Arkansas on addiction and over-prescribing. I do know that uh, there are some people that are uh, given opioids and are given more opioids than others because they need them because they have just super chronic pain that they have to be treated for. Will there be something within this legislation so that this doesn't uh, you know, hurt them? where they can't get their their treatments you bet in fact this i think in my view helps them because now they have co-prescribed with their opiate pain management medicine this life-saving co-prescription for narcan which could save their life if they inadvertently uh took too much or had an overreaction uh some people have a, a mix of drugs they take and that can create an overdose uh situation so I believe this helps uh, those with chronic pain as well as those who are uh, taking opiates for uh, simply a post-surgical type issue. Uh, and I think it will also be very important for physician education in the state as well. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, this is uh, yesterday. This is just, this is just great, Congressman. Uh, and, you know, uh, Director uh, Lane has done a fantastic job here in uh, Arkansas and he, he, you know, he started doing that as chief of police in, in Benton and bringing attention to, to stuff like this. Uh, and so uh, is is this, uh, you know, is this going to pass? And we talk about the, the how awful D.C. is and this, you know, sometimes there's a lack of bipartisanship. Yeah. But what, what's the outlook on, on this on your bill? Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks, Ken. Uh, and look, Kirk Lane did a great job as chief. That's why he's the drugs are for the state. Uh, I work with him I, with uh, uh, my good friend Sam Chafin, involved in the Rotary Clubs and helping start drug take back across the state through Kirk's leadership with the Rotary Clubs. And that's just another example of his servant leadership in this area. I introduced this bill on a bipartisan basis with Debbie Dingell, who's a Democratic member of the House from Detroit. She and I were elected at the same time back in 2014. This is the kind of thing we're going to work on together. She serves on the House Energy and Commerce Committee, which is the key committee on health policy and uh, drug-related issues. So I think she'll be a good partner. But look, as Dave mentioned, you know, this is just one issue uh, in a crisis that kills 90,000 Americans. We have uh, this good solution. But Senator Cotton and I have worked on trying to block fentanyl from coming into the country. We've increased uh, increasing criminal for dealing in fentanyl. We propose sanctions on countries like Mexico and China that manufacture it and mail it into our country. The Congress has approved money for the Postal Service to try to interdict this uh, terrible drug when it comes in the country. And I'll just I'll just finish on the topic of fentanyl Two salt, uh, you know, microscopic particles is enough to kill a human. A sweet yeah. and low packet. I always use this example. A sweet and low packet can kill 500 Americans. And drug dealers are putting this in everything to hook our kids and hook our population on these potent drugs. And that fentanyl mix in marijuana, fentanyl mix in methamphetamine, fentanyl mixed in some sort of an opiate pill by a drug dealer, not only will hook you faster, it'll kill you faster. Yeah, it's a terrible, terrible drug. And I saw just yesterday the uh, the video of the fentanyl that the border agents intercepted on the southern border that would killed if, if used like uh, uh you were talking about would have killed every american within our borders i mean and this this microscopic you can just walk it it's not backpacking marijuana in or kilos of mm-hmm. <laughs> cocaine in cars come on we're talking about uh 2.2 pounds which i guess is a kilo i think that's right cost about 10 grand because this is a synthetic drug, $10,000 to make fentanyl, and that can be sold on the street for a million dollars. You think the drug dealers don't know where the money is? A million dollars on 10000 So that's why it's being pressed into all this drug trafficking across the world, and it's killing people at record rates in our country. So we have to do our part on working with our physicians on prescriptions like my co-prescribing bill drug registrations what the legislature did a couple of years ago where we have a registry of opioids uh in the state but we also have to do a fantastic job at the border and in law enforcement and that's where the biden administration is a complete failure in my view congressman it's always a pleasure you have a great day we'll talk to you next week all the best Mm, bye-bye now okay congressman french hill here on the dave ellswick show uh, and I'm just telling you, fentanyl, that is a terrible, terrible drug. I didn't know the breakdown that he just told us, $10,000 for a kilo and you can make over a million dollars. I'm just telling you, uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, benefits to 
investing in the drug trade like that. Not saying that you should, not showing that I would, or but there are other people that will do scary. that. It definitely is scary. Really, really terrible, terrible thing. And we've got a president that doesn't want to close up our borders. All right. O'Reilly is coming up. He wants to talk to you. Then we're going to talk to uh, Congressman Westerman. We got some different questions for him as we get into it. But how, I don't know if he knows Manchin or not, but it, of course he's over in the Senate. And, you know, if you're a you know, congressman and want to go in the Senate, they frisk you before they let you in the chamber. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that we want to talk to him. How, how you know, tough is he going to be in on, the, on all this? All right. Let's continue here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Remind you about PI Roofing real quick as we wait for uh, Bruce Westerman to give us a call. The congressman will be with us in, in just a moment. But, uh, you know, when you talk about your roof, and I know you don't talk. It's not something like you sit down for dinner and you're going to have pizza and some sodas and uh, you, you got, uh, you know, three or four pizzas and you go, what do you think about the roof? You know, I just don't, you know, I know that that's probably not the number one subject that uh, that, uh, cont- that passes across the, uh, the table at dinner time. But I will say this, it, you're going to have to... Uh, sit down and think about it because your roof is your last way of protecting your home uh, to keep the outside elements from getting inside and uh, remember how a leak forms first it gets through the shingles then there's a layer of felt and then it gets through that once it gets through that, now it starts getting uh, more critical that you deal with it because it's going to get to the wood. And the wood will start to, um, you know, rot if you don't get that leak fixed. And when it rots, then it starts letting it through the wood and it gets into your house and it falls on top of your uh, insulation. And it doesn't take long for the uh, water to make its way through the insulation and get to your drywall. And when it gets to the drywall, that's when you can hear the sound of cha-ching because that's when you've got to get things fixed. So uh, I ask you to call PI Roofing, make a time that they can come out, look at your roof and tell you it's in good shape or you got an area that needs working on or that the whole roof needs to be replaced. Just call 707-3551, 707-3551, or visit them online, piroofing.com. And you'll be glad you did because it'll save you a lot of money. It goes along, and you know, we talk about this on the car show, pay me now or pay me later. Same thing with uh, taking care of your, your roof. Speaking of pay me now or pay me later, Let's talk to uh, Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman. Congressman, how are you today? Wonderful, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. I want to start right off with you. Uh, Mansion has seemed to put a little bit of a of a um, you know a crink into the Democrats' plan about what they want to do with this big, expensive three point five trillion dollars uh, infrastructure social in- infrastructure bill. And he says, well, I might be able to go for a trillion dollars. It amazes me how they throw these numbers around. But um, I know that you're in the uh, the House, 
have you ever talked to a mansion uh has he ever said that he's he's definitely stuck with uh you know understanding that we can't just keep spending money yeah i have talked to mansion before actually uh, uh was at a an event watching the national championship football game a few years ago and and sat by him and talked to him quite a bit um there in dc but i haven't talked to him recently and he did put that op-ed out saying that you know 3.5 trillion wasn't going to happen but i am worried that he's he's using that as a negotiating tool and you know they're going to get to a trillion or two trillion and say oh this is much better but one penny is too much for the junk they're trying to spend that money on right um you know i was up there last thursday i think i talked to you before i went into the markup or on wednesday right spent all day marking up the 32 billion in our committee i got to go back up there tonight and uh continue to mark that bill up uh, tomorrow <clears throat> but just the 32 billion in our committee which is less than one percent of 3.5 trillion is atrocious it's an attack on, on energy it's going to continue to drive inflation up drive energy prices up it's going to make us more dependent on foreign countries it's going to destroy jobs in america uh, it's not going to help anything it's going to be detriment it's not going to help anything domestically it's going to help our competitors uh, but it's going to be detrimental uh, to the U.S. You know, they're resurrecting a 1930s jobs program, the Civilian Conservation Corps, that they're going to call it the Civilian Climate Corps, and they're going to spend 4 or $5 billion to create a government work program when employers can't find people to work right now. It, it's, not, it's not just bad from a spending standpoint. It would be devastating to our country and to our economy. So... We're going to fight it with everything we've got, and I hope Manchin will stay true. I hope Kirsten Cinema will um, not uh, uh, go along with it either. It's if they pass this, I think they're they're going to pass it, knowing they're going to lose the House and the Senate uh, in a year and a half or, or less than that. But I'm not sure that Pelosi really cares. I think she's just wanting to make her mark with this horrible, awful bill and uh, ride off into the sunset. And by the way, she's got $200 million in the bill to fix a park next to her house in San Francisco. Now, of course, and then she's paving the way for her daughter to take her place in the house. You know, I mean, maybe her last name should be Deacons. Yeah, couldn't be any worse, but uh, it'll be good riddance when Nancy Pelosi's no longer in in the house. Uh, but there's plenty of of uh, other ones up there that are uh, of the same same mold that she is. Oh yeah, and even worse. I know that's hard to say, but there's some that are even worse than what she is. To be honest with you, uh, let, let's talk uh, a little bit more about the president. Uh, the president yesterday was visiting uh, the hurricane damage that happened in the Northeast. And I, I sat and watched C-SPAN and watched a lot of the things that he said. And he, it, it, was, it was a big worship service for, uh, for climate change. It was incredible how many times he said climate change. And then, of course, he had to get in there an existential threat to, to the country. 
Yeah, that's their new word that they've learned that they like to say a lot, and I don't think a lot of them even know what they're they're talking about. I got gotcha. you. Um, uh, you know, it's their way to attack our energy sector here at home. And when you propose uh, solutions that can actually reduce carbon in the atmosphere, um, they don't want to talk about it because they want to uh, keep this as their uh, their goal way out there in the future that they can always talk about, but they're never going to do anything um, to actually try to reduce carbon in the atmosphere. What they're going to do is destroy our economy, saying they're trying to reduce carbon in the atmosphere to stop uh, climate change. You know, I keep up with the the forest fires in California, and I'll read, uh, you know, for the last couple of months, at least one AP article today covering the forest fires and i've noticed this trend and i started clipping these articles and circling it about halfway through or towards the end of every ap article there's this one sentence that says that conditions are drier and hotter according to scientists conditions are drier and hotter in the west due to climate change over the last 30 years it's almost the exact same sentence there's one in the arkansas democrat gazette today and everything I've learned about climate change is it happens over centuries or millennia, not not decades. But they're putting this uh, nugget in every story that, ironically, 30 years ago corresponds to when uh, Clinton did the roadless rule when we quit managing our forests. And they never say anything about that. They just want to say it's climate change over the last 30 years. And they leave out the other part of the story. And that's what we're up against with these knuckleheads. Yeah, and they they know nothing about this. They should spend a little bit more time listening to you. You in the few weeks we've had on with you, and you've talked about, you know, uh, as a forester, what we should be doing. Uh, you've made more sense than any of those idiots up there in those uh, Democrats that are uh, over uh, talking about uh, climate change uh, for for our country and for uh, the world. In fact. We could stop producing all the carbon in our country completely, and it still would be surplanted by what's being done in China and India. Yeah, it's exactly. And they, they're on this big push that's like an electric car is going to solve the world. And uh, just look at the numbers. 15% of global carbon emissions come from the U.S. 27% of the 15% come from uh, transportation. So that's not just cars. It's it's cars, trucks, uh, tractors, airplanes, ships, trains, everything that has an internal combustion engine that burns fossil fuel used in transportation <clears throat> in the U.S. only accounts for 27% of the U.S. Uh, carbon emissions. So if you, if you replaced all that with electric cars, um, you're still around 4% of global carbon emissions. Um, and you know, you, you can't replace jet engines with uh, electric engines right now. Maybe someday you can, but, um, I think that would put a, put a halt to the, uh, uh, to air travel if we tried to do that. And there's, there's a lot of other limitations that it's going to take a long time to get to this electrified state. And at the end of the day, the, the bang for the buck's not going to be uh, much. And while we're, destroying our economy here in the U.S., the Chinese are going to continue emitting uh, carbon. Uh, India is going to continue emitting carbon. 
and we're going to get left behind. Well, you know, I always heard you got to you got to figure out how much juice you're going to get for the squeeze. And it sounds like to me, we're not going to get much juice out of this. Yeah. And then you look at all the uh, the mining and everything that has to take place to uh, uh, to build all this electric equipment. And then the I think I've already told you this, but it's in this bill that we're marking up again tomorrow. They've got $350 million in it to close down a copper mine in Arizona that's 7,000 feet deep that uh, the company's already spent a couple billion dollars developing that mine. And the Democrats are going to go in and say, guess what? Your lease is no longer good. Close your mine down. Uh, we got to save these uh, sacred oak flats in the in the middle of the desert in Arizona. Um, and they're sending a message to investors, don't do business here. Absolutely. Um, if you want to spend money here, go ahead and spend it, and then we're going to yank the rug out from under you, and uh, and you're going to go bankrupt. So it's people aren't going to develop uh, our natural resources here at home, which is going to make it just that much more dependent on China, on Russia, uh, and on the Middle East for energy and minerals. It's not rocket science, and it's 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 easy to see what they're doing and they continue to, to go forward with it. And the mainstream media just, um, goes right along with them. Yeah. That's because I appreciate you for getting, getting the real message out there. Yeah, they, that's because they spoon feed them. The, the, the news people don't ask them any questions. They, they take it in as being gospel. All right, let's take a quick break. I got to get another, uh, commercial in here congressman then we'll come back and finish up our talk with you want to talk about fauci things not looking good for him in the future working in washington dc let's talk about that when we come back here on the dave ellswick show 12 minutes to eight on a wednesday 12 minutes before i hit the bell and hit out the door and go on vacation here on the uh, the dave ellswick show ken yang will be with you tomorrow and uh, on Friday, we'll be having some specials dealing with uh, 9-11 that will be airing for you. And then on Monday, Robert uh, Steinbach will be here with you on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, we've got the congressman on the line. We'll talk further with him as we continue. Don't forget about East End Towing. You know, Patrick uh, McIntyre, the owner, wants you to understand that there is a uh, a deal going on that right now, a campaign is the word that I should use, that is called the Move Over campaign. What that means, if you see blue flashing lights, red flashing lights, yellow flashing lights, you need to move over. Make room for the people who are taking care of other people on the other, the right or the left side of the, of the road so that they are safe doing their jobs. On top of that, remember that with East End Towing, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter if it's your keys that are locked in. It doesn't matter if it's a tire that's gone flat or that your car is overheated or that it's, you know, 2.35 on a Saturday morning, early on a Saturday morning. They're ready to handle it, and they have all the answers. All you need to do is have this answer. Have this phone number in your in your phone under EET, Easton Towing, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. 
All right, back with you. We are in the uh, final moments of the uh, Thursday, or pardon me, Wednesday edition of the Dave Ellswick Show. We've got about six minutes to go, and we've got Congressman Bruce Westerman on with us. Ken, you had a couple of questions for the congressman. Yeah, I think we're pivoting to uh, uh, Dr. Fauci. Uh, Fauci! Yes, uh, who has consistently seemed just impenetrable from all the criticisms but i you know hopefully this is the straw that breaks the camel's back with the uh gain of function uh research and you know just wondering uh you know what the what the house is going to do if they're going to do anything i know senator Rand paul is uh, has been uh you know talking about this forever but uh, you know i had asked congressman hill earlier this morning about you know what about uh uh you know other possibly other gain uh, gain of function type research across the nation what uh, across the world and what 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 may y'all may be doing about it well ken you know i kind of quit listening to fauci a long time ago his, <laughs> his messages were so conflicting that uh you couldn't you couldn't keep up with uh what his science was from from one day to the other and i understand as the virus developed uh, we got new information and and things were changing, but um, kind of the latest thing that he did that um, caused me just to write him off completely was he, uh, I don't remember what the mandate he tried to put out, but it was based on some study out of India. Um, oh, it was in based on a vaccine that's not even used in the United States and the study hadn't even been peer reviewed and he he made some announcement and then the office of attending physician in the house jumped on that and i know what it was it was they were saying you had to start wearing masks again even if you were vaccinated uh, based on a totally uh non-reliable study at the time and uh, you know he he need he needed to have gone a long time ago but there's a lot more of them up there that that need to go to and uh uh, Blinken, I think, is at the top of the list right now From as I find out more about him and what he's doing at the State Department. Uh, but um, there's a, there's so much incompetence in the Biden administration cabinet and in Biden himself. It's uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, he's uh, these new kinds of uh, emails that have come out and these uh New texts have really cast uh, some bad light on on the doctor. Let me ask, they, they, they talk about, uh, you know, working on the function of the virus. Used to be when I was growing up, we called that biowarfare. Why is it that we changed the terminology? Yeah, you, you would have to ask uh, the good doctor that one. Uh, <laughs> but, um, um, you know, it's just something about him. You know, he, it, at first, people were saying he should run for president and stuff, but there was just there's something about him when I would see him in person or hear him talk or even see him on the news. I just, it's kind of a red flag that I didn't uh, <laughs> didn't put a lot of stock in what the guy was saying. Uh, but, yeah, he, he, just wait, he'll change his story again. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that's the same way with the CDC and the WHO and the NIH, all of them have changed their uh their story countless times it's one of the reasons we got the problems we do in our country about do you get a vaccination or don't you do you wear a mask or don't you uh 
if you're 19 years old, are you going to get the virus or aren't you? It's because they keep changing the storyline, uh, Congressman. Yeah, and, and people don't know uh, who to believe, and these are supposed to be the medical professionals uh, that understand all of this. Uh, so what I tell people is go talk to your family doctor. Go talk to the, the person that you know and you trust that's reading the scientific research. Um, if you want to get the, um, the real story, talk to them. Uh, at least that's somebody you can, you can go back to and ask questions of instead of just some talking head on, on the TV news show telling you what you should do. All right, we appreciate the time today, Congressman. Uh, Ken will be talking to you next week. I'm going on vacation. I'm going down to Florida. Hot spot of, you know, uh, freedom, the virus. <laughs> but the, fr- well, I, the freedom in my blood will keep me from getting ill. Hope you have a great trip down there, Dave, and uh, look forward to talking to Ken next week. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for your time. That's Congressman, of course, Bruce Westerman. You know, I made good friends with him when he was a state uh, representative and uh, because I always thought that he shot straight and he told you the truth, and that hasn't changed. Yep. Just has not changed. Good man. He does exactly what he says he's going to do. I've got to get with his buddy from Florida so we can talk about school choice in the future. I promise that will happen after I get back from vacation. Ken, I leave this in your hands on Wednesday. Take good care of it. Sounds good. If you don't, Heidi will be all over you. I'm just telling you right now just what (laughs) happened. All right, I'm out of here. I'll be back on the 27th. That's really only two weeks. It sounds like it's a long time, but it's only a couple weeks. I'll be back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Pray that I don't have to put up with a hurricane this year, all right? I did last year. Hopefully not this year. Have a great day. I'll see you when I get back from Florida here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.